VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cavino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cavino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. I hope you had a nice weekend. A Jake Paul, Jose Ramirez sort of weekend. We're getting hyped. Not a U.S. women's soccer team, oh. Tim Anderson sort of weekend. Bum, bum, I hope you had a Leland Henry sort of weekend. You know who that is? Leland Henry. Leland Henry. Oh, the politician? Oh, close, but no. no. <laughs> that 12-year-old beastodon that's playing for the Baseball World Cup, the USA youth team. Oh, my God. He looks like Frank Thomas, and he's 12. <laughs> I thought Big Poppy was on that team. Anyway, let's be rocking out. CNR, let's go. Leland Henry, 12 years old, 210 pounds, 5 foot 10, hitting monster man bombs, 450 feet. I think the USA team. Gonna leave that one alone. (laughs) Man bombs. Monster man bombs. (laughs) Why? What do you know about monster man bombs? So I see this kid hitting bombs, and I think we all know one kid that matured a little early. This kid on a different level. Yeah, I thought it was uh, Frank Thomas out there. Now it's time to welcome the guy who had the best weekend of all. Better than everybody. Hey. Hey, Jake Paul's here? No, no, no. Oh. Let's congratulate the brand new dad, Danny G, everybody. Yeah. Woo. Danny G. A pretty amazing experience. I would like to do it five more times. Wow. Unless I wouldn't. Well, get to work. Wow. Should I call you dad now or no? No, call him daddy. Congratulating Danny G's wife a little more than him. I mean, <laughs> she's not here, but congrats to her yes. too. Yes. But Danny made it in today. I don't know if he's really dedicated to, to the show or just needed a break already, but either oh. way. No, no. I'm so dedicated that I came up with five really good categories for our new sports trivia game. Nice. Last one standing. Kurt we'll be way. playing today. Danny G's your host. And again, congratulations. Proud papa of a beautiful baby boy, a big boy, by the way. 
Yeah, as yeah. you said the other day, that's like a D1 kid already. Hey, he came out. He has a mustache, this kid. <laughs> He's all grown already. And, of course, we got DJ Ramos. Hey, Ramos. Hola, America. You know what, Ramos? My one complaint about this studio, my one complaint, we're in the brand new Fox Sports Radio studios. They're beautiful. We've been here for a few months now. I can't see Ramos. All I see is a reflection. I barely see. Of yourself? Yeah. I, I know. I'm like, is it Ramos? Well, there's multiple glass windows between yeah. us, so he sort of, he looks like a ghost. Yeah. Like it's like it's not a full Ramos, like as if he was a ghost. He's in my, my line of vision. I just can't see him with the reflection. And of course, Monty's on your updates. Yo. Hola, Monty. Hello. Monty, you have a good weekend? Any good stories? Uh, oh. no. Oh, oh wow. No, that's, I don't have any good stories. Ooh, I didn't watch that stupid fight. Yeah, but your yeah. pause was really juicy. No, no I, yeah. I was thinking. I, I just, honestly, guys, I don't remember what I did yesterday. In the last 48 hours, How I decided much? to go to Taylor Swift. So that's all I care about. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I, I, I I worked. I, I know nothing. Wait, you went or you're going? I'm going today. Going today. Oh, Why yeah. do you think Rich is so, so jealous? So I'm going to run. I'm not even going to finish the show. I'm just going to disappear. Ouch. That's <laughs> fine. I get it. The hottest ticket If going. you look up and I'm not here, I've already left to go see Tay Tay. So before we Haters play our hate. games, before we yeah. uh, sing along to Taylor Swift, <laughs> why do you call the fight a stupid fight? It was a fun oh fight. You're right. It has no meaning behind it. But don't get, I just went on this rant. It, what, what do you mean there's no meaning behind it? Jake like, Paul is taking this so seriously. But it doesn't matter in the big picture it, of, of boxing. Okay, but... To him, it matters. Gregor, Conor McGregor and him got into it yesterday on Twitter. Did you see that? I did. It's been deleted. So it's like, obviously, he's taking this seriously. And I just don't think, like, it's like, you're not fighting anybody that I should be impressed with who you're fighting. Well, I respect that he's taking the sport serious, but you got to keep it in perspective. He's only three years into the game, so he's taking whatever fights he can get. Look at it this way. I'm not trying to change your mind, Monsi, but you're not going to. Fox Sports Radio Nation, look at it this way. Even the great Julio Cesar Chavez or Canelo or Pacquiao, they fought tomato cans along the way. Jake Paul is just fighting bigger name tomato cans. Who are UFC fighters? Who yeah, never still. boxed? But, but I bet you Nate Diaz could beat some bum boxer that, let's say, Pacquiao beat along the way. Remember, when some guy, Monsi, is like, oh, Pacquiao's 58 and 8 in his career. Of those fifth, I'm just making that. First twenty were probably a bunch of nobodies. Look up Pacquiao's exact record because I think it is something like that. You can only imagine the first twenty were to sort of just make a name for himself. That like guys that had no business even fighting. So true. Jake Paul is gonna beat the non-boxer Nate Diaz. And what did we learn? We learned that Nate Diaz is a tough, tough, tough fighter. We already knew that, but he's just not a good boxer. So. Jake Paul had his way with him, but Nate Diaz showed how tough he was, took Jake Paul into the deep waters, really pushed him and made I, it an exciting I that fight. fight. I thought that fight was going to be over in two rounds. But After dude, the first round, you're like, oh man, Nate Diaz stinks. And then you just Nate saw Diaz. that this guy could take a hit. Yeah, he's a vato loco forever. He takes knees to the head. So he took some punches and made it exciting. I enjoyed it. So yeah, it doesn't matter and yeah, it's kind of stupid, but it's still fun. I don't see the fun when you are fighting retired, older guys from a different sport, essentially. Didn't Nate Diaz have to gain weight also? Like, it's just all of these things in favor of Jake Paul. Wait, is Monty wearing her grumpy pants today? <laughs> Mira, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to leave right now to Taylor Swift. <laughs> just go. I thought you were going to be wearing like sequins Taylor Swift shorts. Oh, I'm yeah. going to wear what I'm wearing to Taylor Swift right now. No, look, I get it. And there's a lot of people that feel the same way you do, so I'm glad you're expressing that. But look, I look at it this way. I watched a praying mantis fight an ant 
this week. Right. Was and that free? Yeah, it was on YouTube. I saw Perfect. it. I enjoyed <laughs> oh, it good. thoroughly. I'll watch any fight. Right. Did so you pay you for this me, fight? Jake Paul, yeah. I did. Okay. That's what I don't understand. I, look, I'm, I'm chilling solo on a Saturday night. I look for I salivate at the thought of, oh, there's going to be a fun fight tonight. And the fact that Nate Diaz took it to distance, that was a bonus. I thought it was fun. And that's all it really is. And the fact that Jake Paul's bringing so many new eyes to a sport that people said was dying, to me, that's a win. To me, that matters. Okay. And by the way, what is Pacquiao's career record? 62-8-2. Uh, 39 knockouts, three knockout losses. So 62-8. and eight. To back up Kavino's point, of those 62 wins by Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. <laughs> Pretty good impression, right? The Pacquiao. Buffer likes to say it a little funny. Of those 62 wins, tw- at least 20 of them are against guys that never stood a chance. And then you get Bums. to a you get to a point where you start fighting real fighters. Like even look at Rocky Balboa. He was fighting Spider Rico in the basement of a church. I know that's fictional. Spider Rico. But when you see a guy and it's like, oh, he's 18 and 0. Probably ten of those eighteen fights were in the basement of a church. <laughs> like, yeah. they, like they, they are been tested. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, you, Kavino, when you lived in New York, how often at the theater at Madison Square Garden was like a little boxing night. That's where those guys are fighting nobody. He's just so, getting those wins under their belt. For me, it's just fun. Yeah, because I'll watch any fight. But the question here, Fox Sports Radio, before we talk about the AFC West, I know Rich wants to talk some football. Yeah, of course. Before we play our game. Because Danny G came all the way here from the hospital, played his game with us. The new dad. How many times did you start to doze off, and that's when the nurse came in to wake you up? <laughs> that, Probably five or six times. That's the word. Ramo, yeah. you pointed that, that out the other day. I was listening to our replay, and my goodness, that was your best point. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you have a kid, when you are a new, you know, when you have a newborn, the mom and the husband who's sitting yeah. on the couch sleeping. Every hour on the hour, a nurse wakes you up. I always tell Scott Shapiro, our, our boss upstairs, I say, don't ever worry about my sports take, Scott. Just my takes on how to be a dad. See? That's what I'm... Ramos, it's <laughs> it's what you... You know, I love your dad takes. <laughs> I love your dad takes, too. Um, so before we get to all that, the question, Fox Sports Radio, is what was the better fight this weekend? I know Monsi's answer. She has no patience <laughs> with Jake Paul Nate Diaz. So was it Jake Paul Nate Diaz or Tim Anderson... And Jose Ramirez, because anytime the bench is clear, it's exciting. But it's a one it's one of two things. They're doing some weak ass like Michael Jackson beat it dance where they're not really fighting. Yeah. It's just a, a bunch of pushing and shoving. Or you get something that happened this weekend and you're like, yes. Yeah. Most of the time you get, hold me back, hold me back. No, this was a I don't I can't tell you. The last time I saw a baseball player dropped their glove and put up their dukes like a 1930s fighter. Like, yeah, hey, put him up. Put him up. Uh, well, he was, Tim Anderson looked cooler than a like uh, Tim Irishman. Tim Anderson looked, looked like, like he was ready to go. That's boom. what makes it great. Tim like Anderson, the cowardly lion. He, I was in spot. You took the words out of my mouth. He had the cowardly lion stance. No. Like, put him up. Put he him just, up. He took the wrong stance. I'll give you that. But he looked like. What you have to hit my nose for? He looked like he had some swag about it. Like he was confident in his fighting ability. For two seconds. Right. Before he got knocked down. Not knocked out. He got knocked, knocked out. out. <laughs> it was no, kind of like he, a standing eight. No, he got knocked out. He did not fall in the direction of the punch. He fell back. 
He did not fall with the punch. Now, Mike, who runs this place, makes an interesting point. Okay. Before the show started, oh. he said, let's be real about it, though. Jose Ramirez sort of landed a lucky punch. Oh, yeah. Regardless, sure. he landed. I mean, he yeah. hit the button. He hit him right on the button, just throwing some wild haymakers, landed, and you're like, ooh. Because Tim Anderson's ah. the kind of guy that talks a lot of smack. He's overly confident. He's the next Jackie Robinson, according to him. Yeah, he was putting But his don't place call him bad. that because he's going to get mad. Oh, yeah. Down goes Anderson. What got you fired up more? What are your takeaways? Because as of today, the suspensions are out and the trash talking continues. Do you have the call of the one announcer that sounded like he was putting his audition tape in for oh, he's so boxing? Good. Give him he's, an Emmy. Yeah, he sounded he like Mauro Ronaldo. <laughs> he needed to call the fight this weekend. If, yeah, you can, if you can find that, Ramos, the call. He did his best co-sell with the down goes Frazier. He does the down goes Anderson. It was fantastic. Well, what was the better fight? Was it Nate Diaz, Jake Paul, or was it Tim Anderson, Jose Ramirez? Now... Take a listen to this call. This is fantastic. And another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. That's the call of the year. Ramirez went in with a head first slide. Hosey never gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Hosey decked him. It's a five to one Chicago. Is a lot of people are a little hesitant hesitant to say how much they appreciated this fight. Francona, obviously. Terry Francona straight up was like, I don't want to say I loved it, but he was like, but I loved it. Yeah, he's like, I don't, basically, I don't want to condone it, but, but I, I was freaking great. loved it. You know, even Dan Patrick this morning, I heard him talking about it. You know, there's, there's a feeling of, yeah, I know it's wrong. Well, I'm not going to fake it, but I man, freaking so loved great. it. Yeah, I, I loved it. Too. In fact, it made me think, if off the top of your head, well, you, don't, you don't need to do a Mount Rushmore or some big list, but if I said, your the, the few favorite baseball fights that come to mind. That's top three. Easy. I, I was top three. Oh, yeah. easy. Robin yeah. Ventura. Uh, Ventura. And because by they the way, rarely land clean the way yes. they landed. The yeah. story behind the Robin Ventura, Nolan Ryan fight, which arguably is one of the best ever, if not number one. The story behind it makes it even more compelling. If you watch Facing Nolan, the documentary about the great Nolan Ryan. They go Sorry, over. I was busy watching the Wham! documentary this weekend. I know. Which was fantastic. Watching you and Dan Byer talk about your mutual <laughs> love of Wham! is weird. <laughs> well, I didn't realize how much I loved Wham! <laughs> until I saw... I'll watch a documentary on anything. So, so, it was great. If you haven't seen Facing Nolan, then you should be embarrassed. I have. Okay. It was fantastic. His wife is so supportive. But Nolan, Nolan Ryan, what I thought was interesting about that fight was that when you watch the documentary, you learn why both of those guys went at it. Now, let me take it from the Robin Ventura standpoint. He was a young dude on the White Sox at the time and was told, yo, if Nolan Ryan hits anyone on this team, you're charging the mound. That's why you could see Robin Ventura like, oh, damn it, I don't want to do this. Like, he didn't want to charge Nolan Ryan, but when you're the young kid on the team and they're like, hey, we're not taking any BS from the Rangers. If Nolan Ryan hits you... You're going at him. So you can see Robin Ventura was like reluctant. Like It doesn't gonna, even seem to be in Robin Ventura's nature or character. So he's like to a charge calm dude. The, yeah, to charge the mound on an old old Texan like Nolan Ryan who had his way with him. And 
really embarrassed him. Like, that's the thing. This stuff never goes away. You know, this lasts forever. And there's a curse. There's a bit of a, a confidence bust when it happens because think about your number two. I know your number two. The flip side. The reason Ventura fights, they tell him, next guy hit, you, I don't care if it's Nolan Ryan, you're going. So that's why you could see in that old clip where Robin Ventura, out of character, just goes at him. And you can see he wasn't even going full force at Nolan Ryan. Like, I got to do this. <laughs> Nolan Ryan, in his documentary Facing Nolan, talks about how early in his career, someone charged the mound. And Nolan took the approach of, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let my guys get in between us. I don't want to be throwing punches, even though I'm a tough guy. And he said if it ever happened again, he was not going to be the recipient. He was going to be the aggressor. So Nolan Ryan, on his side of things, was like, "I've this has happened to me once. If it ever happens again and someone charges me, I'm going to beat their ass. And he So did. that was the perfect formula of Nolan Ryan. And nobody ever forgets it, much like number Joey two. Bats, the, the number two, if not number one story of all time, where Rufnet Odor just blasts him. And at that time... You know, Joey Bats was doing bat flips, and he just seemed like such a like a confident and and, and unstoppable force in the MLB. So when little Roofnet Odor clocked him like that, you're like, oh man! And I don't think Joey Bats was ever the same. You know, some people get knocked out and it just crushes them. You see it in in fights, in sports, in boxing. As it's never uh, the same. As I said, in can't hardly wait. Why you got to steal my flavor? I feel like it, from that moment on. Joey Bats was missing a little something. Yeah, for real. Always fun to hang out with Monty. Monty, what song? What song? Blood. What song are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I honestly like all of them, and but she's got my favorite album, which I went and got a shirt made once I bought the tickets and you know took out the loan. I went and got a shirt made, and I put my favorite album on a shirt, which is Red. So I'm looking forward to whatever she sings from Red. Which red? Ellie De La Cruz? No. <laughs> Chris, Chris Sabo and his goggles oh. back in the day. Chris Thank Sabo. you, Mom. Yeah. I like the song Maroon. Oh, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's, Taylor a, that's Swift a good one. When she's gangster. Yeah, she is a little bit gangster in that. And that's a newer song. She's did, probably for sure going to yeah. sing By the way, did Taylor Swift win over every Los Angeles fan by giving Kobe's daughter her oh, hat? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that if, that, nice. if that doesn't make you like want to shed well, one. She where, had the Kobe seal of approval. Well, for it, yeah. If you remember, Kobe, rest in peace, at the Staples Center introduced Taylor Swift and they dropped the banner of Taylor oh, having right. those sold out shows at Staples back in the day. So, right. you know, Kobe had the respect for Taylor and obviously mutual, but a very emotional moment where she gave her hat to Kobe's kid. That hug, it just looked authentic. Oh, that, you know what I'm saying? It didn't look like she was just doing this to show off or like to get likes. It was such a oh, nice sweet. moment. Imagine mm-hmm. if Monty gets the hat tonight. How cool No, I'm going to cry. No, I'm, I'm sitting with Jesus, guys. I'm not getting the hat. I'm sitting. I'm not getting anything. I got you. <laughs> we got Danny G on the phones. The new dad, Danny G. Congratulate him at Danny G Radio. I saw Austin Eckler was commenting on the pressures that Justin Herbert must be feeling. Take a listen to this. Do you now think there is pressure on Justin Herbert going into this season? 100%. There's pressure on every every one of us. For him, he just got paid all this money, so the organization's going to want to see him play well. He's going to want to see himself play well. I want to see him play well. He's got a ton of pressure. How's he going to respond to that pressure? We will see. Time will tell. Well, Talk about pressure for Justin Herbert. Not only did he just get paid all that money, 
The team has done the opposite of what Aaron Rodgers complained about for years. Like the draft would come, no offensive line help, no receiver help. Remember Aaron Rodgers for years was like, what are you, are you doing anything to help me in Green Bay? Justin Herbert, they already have a good offense around him. They added, with their first pick two years ago, a left guard. They souped up the line, right? A lot of draft picks on the line. Then this year, they already have weapons. They added Quinton Johnson. That was their first round pick. Great young wide receiver. So Justin Herbert arguably has been given what every young quarterback wants. A ton of money, and we drafted to protect you and give you weapons. Does he have the most pressure in the AFC West? Or he has the second most. Or do you say, let's go out to Colorado? Pass it to the left. Do you say Russell Wilson? It's Russell Wilson. Who just came off the Nathaniel Hackett worst experiment of all time where he was 5 and 12. He was a top-tier quarterback that had a stinker of a season. And if he plays well, you could look back and say it was the coaching and it was a fluke. And people will forget this blip on his career. Otherwise, if he has another stinkeroo, no excuses. He lost his step and should have never left the team. Let me I give, think let he me has give the you most pressure. Let me give you a couple stats. It's from either last between year. Wilson and Herbert. Mahomes uh, pressure, pressure to keep the franchise and the and the and the dynasty going. Right, you win one more, yeah, you're a dynasty. That's right? not the same pressure. Well, he, and he's built up a big line of credit. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's sitting say, pretty, man. I mean, if, if, if let's just say there was an early exit from the postseason, you'd be like, oh man, it's like. Plus, he has a level of confidence where pressure doesn't really feel the same. Yeah, Mahomes. You know, not a lot to prove. You could argue, like, you know, Montana, Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they all got bumped in the playoffs early. So I think Mahomes has the least pressure. Second least pressure, Jimmy Garoppolo's out to prove he's a winner. The expectation is so low, exactly. but I think there's a point where Jimmy G and McDaniels and the, this team is trying to say, hey, listen, this whole like three, four, five win over under. That's embarrassingly disrespectful. Yeah. The pressure on Jimmy G is to stay healthy and stay on the field. There was a headline just the other day that said 70% of Raider fans feel like he's going to miss a good part of the season with some sort of injury. You look at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats before he got hurt last year, deceptively better than anyone thought. Keep in mind, Jimmy G went down, what, like the halfway point? He played half a season, had 2,400 yards, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Yeah, but when expectations are low, way less pressure. So I agree with Danny G completely. Am I, That's am just I, to stay healthy. Am I reading this right? That Jimmy G, who played half the year, and Russell Wilson had the same number of touchdowns? 16? Because Russ had 16 and 11 picks yep. with 3,500 yards. So is the most pressure on Justin Herbert or Russell Wilson? I'd say Wilson. Herbert's still young. Russell Wilson's trying to prove that it was a fluke and that he still has it. Justin Herbert, yeah, I, I agree. He does have pressure. I don't know if it's more than Russell Wilson, though. I, and and fans are still used to the Chargers being paper champs. They're always one of those teams where we're like, man, look out for them this season. They're loaded, and then something goes wrong. Yeah. You know, I... And remember why Russell Wilson was brought to Denver in the first place. They were ready to win, primed to win. Let me tell you. They did the exact opposite. Well, that's the answer that I could see where you guys are leaning towards. I think Justin Herbert, and I'll tell you why. Money? Russ has won a Super Bowl... If it fails again, maybe Sean Payton takes some of that blame, and it's like, well, do they really have that many weapons around there? Judy's good. There's, I think that what you're presented with Justin Herbert 
with the Chargers is an opportunity to win. They built around this guy. He, every How many years in a row can you say, man, this guy's the next dude, and he hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah, but has Justin Herbert's image ever taken a hit the way Wilson's has? All right, well, think about that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, as your grandpappy would say. <laughs> We're going to play our new game if you want to play. Last one standing. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, And you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host, Donnie Starkins, as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to play. You have five seconds to battle for your sports trivia life. Man. Oh. I got it. Yeah, I don't got it. I don't oh. got it. Put your electronic devices down and pick your sports knowledge. It's CNR's last one standing. Last one standing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nervous. Thank you to Vito. <laughs> Bob, the big voice guy, and Ramos for helping me piece my vision together here. And you heard the man. Put your electronic devices down. Last man standing on CNR. We'll have at least three sports trivia categories. Each contestant gets five seconds to stay alive in the round. If you run out of time or answer incorrectly, Ramos will escort you out with a buzzer. (laughs) (laughs) Best buzzer in the business. That buzzer makes me nervous. (laughs) We play until you are the last one standing. It's going to be Covino, Rich, Monty, and on the studio lines to hopefully win a CNR Nerf football, Kevin in Texas. Yo, what up, Kevin? Hey, Kevin. What I do, what I do. Kevin, what do you do there in Texas for a living? Uh, what, what I do for work? Yeah. Uh, I deliver uniforms, man. Okay, cool. All right. He delivers unicorns? <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, man, hook it up. <laughs> My kid loves unicorns. By the way, Spotty is the fact checker during this game. I don't trust him. When I say your name, the clock begins. All right, first category, prime numbers. You're already wrong. You have five seconds to name an athlete who wore or wears the jersey number 23. Covino. Michael Jordan. Rich. Don Mattingly. Monty. LeBron James. Kevin. At 23, that's Draymond Green. Okay. Back to Covino. Oh, man. Paul Molitor. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Well, yeah. Let's check that one. I, that, I was, that was a guess. I'll be think, honest. I don't think Molitor was number 23. Spell that. Molitor. M-O-L-I-T-O-R. <laughs> Any other brain busters? <laughs> Wrong. Uh, oh, Covino's out of there. Well, Rich played good strategy. He took away my Don yes. Mattingly. I, that's the whole point. Rich. Um, 20, that's... 
I'm going to go. Bob, was Bobby Bonilla 23 as a Met? He was, I believe yeah. so. Bobby Bonilla. Monsi. Marshawn Lynch. Was he not 23? I think he was. I don't. Dude, I'm get, uh, Spotty's checking that right now. Yep. We're, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Kevin. Jimmy uh, Butler. Nice. Nice. The nice. Butler. Okay, back to Rich. Um. Four, five. Ah, uh, out of there. Monty. Did somebody already say Anthony Davis? No. 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 Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. That's a Laker fan for you. Yeah, Kev- big, huge Laker fan. Kevin. Kevin uh, um, Hester. Nice. Monty. Oh! Zach Granky. Yes. 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 Kevin, wow, Kevin. Uh, Frank Gore. Oh, oh no. No. good one. Back to Monty. Uh. Four, oh. five. Wow, wow. that was wow. great. What a round, Kevin. Kevin. I was like, is Monty Googling? I'm looking no, at her. No, Cranky was, was a Dodger, yeah. so it was a little easier. You know what? The, the Anthony Davis one, that was a good pull, too. That was a good one. I was surprised that nobody had said that one. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. How did I not oh. know that one? I'm so oh, mad at myself. I, I'm so mad at myself. I'm like, how do I? Come on. Great job, Kevin. Come on. Yeah, no one said Kirk Gibson. I mean, that's a good one. All right. Second category. Yeah, yeah, good job there on round one. You know what it was? It's a good one. It's so Michael Jordan heavy in my yes. mind that I've almost disqualified anyone else. All right. All right, go on. Category two is called double dippers. Okay. It's a little tougher, so I'm going to give you each seven seconds on oh. the clock for this one. Okay. Two seconds. It'll help you later in the round. <laughs> Name a player who was drafted by both an NFL team and an MLB team. Covino. Uh, Dave Winfield. Rich. John Elway. Monty. Four, five, out of there. Where's the monster? Yeah, thank you. Uh, Kev. Uh, uh, Matt Kinzer. Covino. Kyler Murray. Yes. Good one. Rich. Bo Jackson. Yes, of course. Kevin. Uh, Deion Sanders? Oh, good there one, of course. Go. Yeah, the other big one. Uh, back to Covino. Uh, Ryan Jordan. Nice. Rich. Russell Wilson. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> you got me. Out of there. Out of there. Okay, you guys got seven seconds each. Covino. Tim Tebow. Rich. Wait, hold on. Hold on. What? Was he? Dra- oh, you're right. Tim he was Tebow. drafted. Yeah. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Did someone say that already? No. Okay. Good. Covino. Did someone say Russell Wilson? I yes. did. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. It's okay. You still got four uh, seconds. Uh, uh, I'm here. One, two. Uh, J- Mike Stanton. Good one. What Was it? Yeah, uh, we'll Giancarlo Stanton. I yeah, think he yeah, was. Yeah. He played we'll tight check. end. We'll double check double that. Double check it, though. Rich. Charlie Ward. Ooh. Oh, that's it. Wait. Charlie Ward basketball. was basketball, but he won the Heisman, didn't he? Yeah, but he, he said was not drafted. He was not drafted. You said two sports, drafted, right? No, drafted by an NFL team and an MLB team. Oh, okay. I was, oh, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, it's okay. We'll put seven back on the board for you. All right. Baseball. Ooh. Uh, ba, 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 dee, ba, that on purpose. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out of there. <laughs> Covino wins that I think round. I forgot yeah! the biggest one. Who? Who's the biggest Tom, one? Tom Brady. 
Oh, yeah. Tom Brady's a great oh, answer. Oh, Tom <laughs> Brady. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. I'll wow, take that Kavino. round. Well done. Nice. So Kevin got round uh, one. Kavino got round two. Yes. God, I was holding that Charlie Water in the holster because I was like, no one's going to think that. I went, no, why? Because it's NBA. <laughs> Good one, Rich. I know. Son you know what, right. though? I was thinking him, too, and I disqualified oh. him in my mind because I was like, no, he oh. played basketball. All right. All right. Third category. Tune your brains into New England right now. Okay. New England. This category is called Bill's Bowlers. You have five seconds each to name a Patriots player who made a Pro Bowl since 2000 while Bill Belichick was his head coach. Covino, go. Wes Welker. Rich. Will Fork. Monsey. Uh, I'm, Tom Brady? Yes, of course. Duh. Back to Covino. Gronk. Yes. Nice. Rich. Catch a beat running like Randy Moss. Yes. Monty. Oh, I'm sorry. We skipped Kevin there. Kev? Yeah, Kevin. Kev. Uh, did, uh, M- M- Michelle, Sony Michelle, did he make a Pro Bowl? Sony Michelle. We'll look that up right now. No. No, you don't see him on the list? Nope. How <laughs> uh, about it there? Sorry, Kev. Back to Covino. Hernandez? Aaron Hernandez. We'll double check that while Rich thinks about it. Julian Edelman? Edelman, yes. yes. Hernandez, no. Oh! 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 Edelman would have been a better one. But I think I win then, right? Monty. I'm still alive. Monty's still, still alive. alive. Rich and Monty. Monty, your turn. Um, what was, Slater? What was his oh, first? son of a gun. Ah! What was the first? I can't think of his yeah. first name. Matthew? Thank you. Rich. Um, I'm gonna oh. go with the kicker yeah. by the name oh. of. Ooh. Go on. But the, the kicker Four, by the. Five. Stop stalling. Out of there. Out of a Terry. Out of a Terry. Oh. I said it. I got it. Yeah, he you, did say. It. I was like, Monty, why am I trying to blank? Monty, you wanna give it to him? Yeah, no, because I don't have anything. Uh, it's the fact that he got that one. That's uh, good. Right. Not like Coach or Amendola. Ben Coach like was no. Ben that Coates was before that maybe. No. Spot, would you mind reading off some of the others? I mean, there's a whole list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. A lot of defensive Started, guys. Yeah, you Brady Brown. Uh, let's see. Malloy. Oh, Malloy. That's a good one. Yeah. Revis. Oh, uh, that's a good oh, one. Yeah. Um, Seymour. Yeah. No. No. He was a better Raider. Let's see. Merriweather. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> no, that's, a, uh, that's a good list. Right. Yeah. Rich, good one, Danny. Rich, good one. Uh, so Kev, Covino, Rich, all on the board. We have time for one last category here. Let's go. Fourth category is called arm socks. Arm you socks. each have five seconds to name a pitcher who started or currently oh. starts for the Boston Red Sox. Covino. Oil can't void. Good one, Rich. <laughs> that's a great one to start with. Roger Clemens. Monty. Kenley Jensen? Is that not count? Because uh, Well, these are supposed to be starters. Are they? Yeah, it's, a, I mean, it's a closer. Yeah, no. Yeah, closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, about, how about we re-give you five right now? No. <laughs> I don't know, but Trevor Story's coming back for the Red Sox. You go. Monty's <laughs> <laughs> oh, out of there. All right, Kevin. Good one, Monty. Uh, Kurt Schilling. Nice. Covino. Calvin Schiraldi. Rich. Chris Sale. Kevin. Pedro Martinez. Yes. Covino. Bruce Hurst. Rich. Bruce. Uh, uh, Four, five. Buzzer. Uh, Sorry, buddy. All right. This is between Covino and Kevin. Kevin, your turn. Uh, John Lester. 
Nice. Covino. Vivaldi. Kev. Nothing. I got it. Ready? Don S. Don Essie. That's two That's two rounds for Covino. He is the winner today. It's my birthday week, baby. Yeah. Good work by everybody. It's a very tough game to uh, fact check. I know. Thank you, Spotty. <laughs> On the fly. Oh, you know what? I was, I've waited for years to pull out a Don Assy <laughs> reference. Don great. Ass uh, for the win. You know who I was? Know who I'm so mad I didn't think of? 86 Mets faced the Red Sox, known as Al Nipper. Remember Al Nipper? Oh, that's right. Nah, that was the one of those. You were thinking of Al was, Nipper? I was thinking of Al Nipper. Covino, would you like to send your CNR Nerf football to Texas for Kevin? Hell no, I want it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Kevin. Thank you very much. You were a great contestant. And if you guys want to play again next week, we do it every Monday. Last one standing, giving away yeah. CNR prizes. And a big thanks to our host and brand new dad, Danny Chief, for thanks, coming Danny. in today. Coming in today just to host the game. Now, Monsi. You got one foot already at the Taylor Swift concert. Quick update, go. Yeah, I know, but stuff has been happening. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay, so quarterback Teddy Bridgewater is signing with the Detroit Lions. According to the New York Post, Richard Sherman is going to join Undisputed alongside Skip Bayless. This is the New York Post. Yo, that is huge because do you remember that old clip of Richard Sherman where he pretty much tells yeah, Skip, yes. I have accomplished more in I'm, my I'm life. Better at life I'm better you. at life than you. Yeah. That's a good thing. I like that. Davis Schneider, the batter, swings at the first pitch, and he vaults it high, deep, and gone! All the way out of the ballpark, and the legend of Davis Schneider only grows! <laughs> the legend of Davis Schneider. Courtesy of the Blue Jays radio network, Davis Schneider, from One Day at a Time. Schneider. Schneider. Davis Schneider. Four RBI in his third career game with a home run, and they beat the Red Sox. Props to the Blue Jays, even though I'm a Yankees fan. It's the progressive play of the day. Oh, no. What? I just realized I threw out all my notes thinking the show was over during that last break. I have no notes in front of me. Hey, what do you guys want to talk about? Um, The U.S. women's soccer team. (laughs) No, no. No. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Have either you go of woke, you. you lose. You go woke, you lose. <laughs> yeah, now Donald I know. Trump. That was the story today. Is Trump is blaming their wokeness on uh, their I'm failures losing, yeah. this season. Ramos and I were still talking in here about the Orioles broadcaster in disbelief. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, have you, and I know you got to do Sirius XM, and both of you still do, so maybe not so much you guys, but you both were on FM radio in New York. Yeah. Have you ever said anything that got you in hot water on the radio? Uh, you know what? We've been we've been pretty good about, no, I, that, a lot of times when someone does something, knock on wood, someone does something that gets them, quote, canceled, I always say to myself, well, I'll defend them or her if it's something I could see myself saying, but most of the time I'm like, no, I would never have said that. So, you know what, DDG? Like, I think it's a good way, like, as though we were uncensored for all those years on SXM, I don't think it's a tough switch to, you know, like what, have we done this show with you a couple of years, maybe yeah. two or three times tops, one of us slipped and Ramos had to hit the dump button. Yeah. That's it. I those mean, are swear words, you know, as far as like what's acceptable and inappropriate, it's a, it's a sliding scale and mm-hmm. it's an ever changing thing. It's supposed to be in every different market because every city has different taste. 
Yeah. You know, I I, called into the boss's office at our last job. We were on television, and Rich and I got into an argument on TV, and I called him a bozo and a buffoon, but like silly, That's a regular Tuesday. Yeah. It was just silliness. And no, you, what was the word exactly? Because someone, apparently someone, someone reported me and, you know, I compared Rich to someone else, like calling him a bozo. And they were talking about how I was using these profanities and it was insensitive to clowns, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) But like I said, you're always going to offend somebody. Someone's going to be offended in today's world, no matter what. But from what we heard, as this is a developing story, that guy said nothing no. worthy of a suspension. So as a broadcaster, you know, I'm thankful to be here on Fox Sports Radio where they trust us and believe in us, but it does make you feel like, well, geez, who has my back if I say something I, I mean, I in question? Don't. No, but it's like not even controversial, but in question. Like no one's defending this guy. No one's saying, hey, this is not worthy of his reputation and a suspension. There was a big radio guy that got fired last week, right? Because he called some female blonde reporter Barbie or something. But, you know, you know. Biggest billion dollar movie out there. Yeah, but I mean, you never know. But you know what you never know? You never know that, like, this could be the final straw. Not that case. I'm saying in any case where someone gets fired or the management at any company could just be looking for something. Oh, you like a paper trail. Like, like, oh, this guy, no. That's the last thing in the file. Again, not talking about that guy. I'm saying anyone. It could be a man, woman, anyone. If you you have a history of sort of being a jerk, sometimes the, the reason you get in trouble. It's just like people are waiting, like, the next thing this like, person says. I feel like that happened with Megyn Kelly. Like, they were looking for reasons to get her off. What was it, NBC? Yeah. And she said one, you know, comment that didn't resonate, and she was gone. I just wait. But Sometimes, I yeah. guarantee that it's a buildup of things. So this might be a buildup of things. No, but, but again, Spot, the reason we bring this up, if you don't know what we're talking about, the broadcaster- Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown apparently got in trouble and we played the clip and none of us could even it's like we're playing the game of could we try to at least find like what was even offensive and we can't even find what what's even in question yeah and the source here is matt jurgensen he covers baltimore sports for the sports pub there and Brent Harris TV, Baltimore Blitz so Ramos and I were kind of checking to make sure the guy was legit his page looks legit, and he's saying an indefinite suspension. How? Why? Like, what could they even point Maybe to? He there? was doing like hand gestures in the yeah. booth. But he like, said, uh, he know. said the owner did not appreciate him pointing out the Orioles' past failures. Yo, that's his job. Yeah, dude. come on, that's man. wild. Yeah. And, and, and as Whoa. a guy on the radio, I do hate to hear those things. Not that we're ever held to that standard, or we have to worry. I'm just saying it's not right. The guy's doing his job. He's given the stats. It's not like he was even given his opinion. I know. That's craziness. That's cuckoo bananas. Right, Monsi? Right, Monsi? She's in her car like, yes, <laughs> cuckoo bananas. Cuckoo bananas, you said it. Yeah, she's, she's already, she, she's got, she's not, she has Taylor Swift on, hyping herself up. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Until then, arrivederci, baby. See you in the promised land. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.